0: Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. I was getting ready, uh, preparing this sermon, and I realized when I turned the notes over to Jessica for the people in the sound booth, I said, my sermon only has two points. And they said, well, there's no rule. You don't have to have three and four points. So today we've got a two-point sermon, but I believe it's what God wants us to hear. Are you ready to receive? Amen. Amen. Alright, let's look at our text. I want us to read from Second Kings chapter 3, uh, beginning in verse 13. And it says, Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you But now bring me a musician Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him and he said Thus says the Lord make this valley full of ditches for thus says the Lord you shall not see wind "'Nor shall you see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water "'so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. "'And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. "'He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand, "'and you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city "'and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water "'and ruin every good piece of land with stones.'" Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that suddenly water came by way of Edom and the land was filled with water. Now as we look at verse 15 again, we see that God says, Make this valley full of ditches. Look at your neighbor and tell them, Make this valley full of ditches. I find that when we are in a dry valley that's when we want the water it's when we are in a valley that we truly understand that we need the water it seems that when we are in the valley that's the moment that we just want those answered prayers and we just want those blessings to appear but God says to make this valley full of ditches but why God Can't I just show up at church on Sunday morning and get the blessings? Can't I just hope that things will change and receive the blessings? You see, this morning, church, I want us to consider, number one, that we want the water, but we don't want to dig the ditches. We want the blessings of God, but we aren't really willing to dig the foundations necessary to hold the water. I was thinking about thinking back when I was growing up around 12 13 years old my parents were building a home and every afternoon we would go out to the place where they were building the home and I have a picture that I want to share with you there I am about 12 13 years old out on the site where my parents were building our home and they would go out there every day after work and they would do a little bit of work on the house because they were building it practically with their own hands. And I remember right about time this picture was taken, it was shortly after the time that we would go out every evening after my parents got off work, and I remember watching them with shovels in hand dig the ditches that were necessary for the foundation to be poured in. And it was very difficult because the piece of land that they were building the house on, the soil was pure clay. Now, y'all know how that would be to try to get the shovel into. It was very difficult, but the foundations were necessary for the structure, and it was necessary to dig the ditches for the foundations to be laid in so that the home could have a solid foundation. You see, to partake in the fullness of all that God has for us, we have to be willing to dig some ditches. In 2 Kings chapter 3, as we read, we see that the kings were in the valley. The kings were in the valley, and they were dry, and they were thirsty. Their cattle were thirsty, and everything around them was dry. And in earlier verses of chapter 3, we note that one of the kings spoke up and said, surely God has brought us into this valley to hand us over to our enemy. Surely God has brought us into this valley for us to die. Now, isn't that our first default a lot of times when we don't really understand what God is doing? Surely God has brought me here to hand me over to my enemy. Surely God has brought me here and forgotten me. But Jehoshaphat spoke up and said, wait a minute, let's go to the prophet, for surely there is a word from the Lord. How many of you know there's always a word from the Lord that we can stand on? So they went to Elisha the prophet, and Elisha said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother, but they said no and the prophet said i would not even see you nor hear you but because of jehoshaphat i will call for a musician see thank god for jehoshaphat because jehoshaphat was a good king and jehoshaphat would always strive to do what was right in the sight of god see he wasn't always perfect but he was willing to dig some ditches Expect the blessings because of who God is. You see, Jehoshaphat was right in the sight of God. And sometimes you're gonna dig the ditches because you know that your miracle breakthrough is on the way. Jehoshaphat was sincere. And when we are sincere and when we are right before God, then we know that we serve a God who is going to send the breakthrough and we know that the miracle is on the way. Amen? Sometimes, though, as we look at this story, we see evil kings there, and we see Jehoshaphat, the good king, there. And sometimes God is going to require you to be around people that you don't exactly agree with. And God is going to require you to be around people that maybe sometimes you don't even feel like they're exactly like you are. But when you lock arms with those people and you go in and you're willing to be sincere before God and you're willing to dig the ditches, you're going to receive your breakthrough and you're going to receive your miracle because you have to dig your own ditches. It's not enough to try to slide in on somebody else's word. And it's not enough to try to slide in on somebody else's praise because they can't dig your ditches for you. Your friends and all the Facebook memes. Don't y'all love the Facebook memes? Oh, we can share a scripture and we can share a Facebook meme and we feel so good about ourselves. But can I tell you that all the Facebook memes in the world will not fill you like fill you up with the Word of God like opening up your Bible and allowing it to feed your soul and allowing it to thirst you full of the presence of God. It's not. to only hear the word of God at Faith Assembly. You have to know it for yourself and you have to believe it for yourself. You have to have it on the inside of you so that when the enemy comes and tries to lie to you and says it will never happen and when the enemy comes to you and tries to lie and say that God's going to leave you in the valley to die, you can stand on the word of God that you have dug out for yourself and say no, my God shall supply all of my needs and even though things seem dead and even though things seem like nothing is on the way. I know that I serve a God that will always come through and you'll be able to stand in the face of the attack of the enemy and declare the word of God for yourself. When you dig your own ditches, You see, when you've been faithful and you've been obedient in the valley to dig your own ditches, there is absolutely no way that you can lay down and just die in the valley. There is absolutely no way that you're going to believe the enemy when he says that the victory's not on the way, because you know how faithful your God is, and you know what the Word of God has said, and you will stand on it in that valley every time because what is on the inside of you, and you know that you serve a God who will not lie to you in the valley. We see in verse 14 that Elisha the prophet called for the musician. Now, I love this part, and thank God for Jehoshaphat. Thank God for a man who was sincere before God and who had right motives before God because the prophet called for the musician. He called for someone to come and play the harp. And when the music began to play, the presence of God came down when the worship began to go forth, the presence of God came down. You see, Jehoshaphat knew this one thing. He knew that he served a God that would not fail him. And he also knew that the God that he served had put a song on the inside of him. And he knew that when he began to let that song out, he knew when he began to lift up that song of praise to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that something was going to happen and that something was going to change. See, when you stand in the face of a hard season and you begin, to sing how great thou art. You begin to prepare for the blessing. The Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. God inhabits the praise of his people. And when you begin to praise, you'll begin to be reminded of how powerful our God is. When you begin to praise, how many of you know something's going to shift in the atmosphere? When you begin to say how great your God is and how small your problem is, something's going to shift in the atmosphere. When you praise, you'll understand that God is going to move. You see, you might not see the wind and you might not see the rain, but you're going to be reminded that God. said that he will send the water. You want God to come near? Oh, we want God to come near, especially to us when we're in the valley. We want to hear God's voice, and we want to see the wind, and we want to see the rain. Oh, we want God to come near. God inhabits the praises of his people. Church, if we want God to come near to us, we've got to give him something to inhabit. We've got to give him something to inhabit. Besides our fear, besides our doubt, and besides our complaining. We've got to give God something to inhabit that says, God, you are good. God, you are faithful. God, you are worthy. Even though today might be my worst day, God is still good on our worst day. And even though we don't see it, and even though we don't feel it, God said, I will send the water. See, you're going to be standing there in the midst of your valley and you're going to have that moment where you call for the musician you call for the song that is on the inside of you that God has given you in the night you call out that message and you call out that song and you call out that life that is on the inside of you and you're gonna be standing there in the midst of your valley and you're just gonna be saying how great thou art how great thou art God I love you and I'm here to worship you and you're gonna realize hey God is fighting the battle for me right now you're gonna be standing there worshiping and you're going to be standing they there praising God and you're going to look over and say, oh, here comes the victory. Here comes the water. I don't know where it came from, but there it is. Amen. We have to dig ditches to receive the water for the valleys. You see, mountaintops can be easy, but the valleys are hard. And I want to tell you this morning, church, it won't come through your tears alone. Although God sees your tears and he cares about them, it won't come through your tears alone. It won't come through the words of your mouth alone. It won't come through your church attendance alone. It will come when you're willing to do what it takes to touch God, to seek God, to hear God, to worship God. The water will come when you've been obedient to dig the ditches. To every person in this room, you know that you must have a personal encounter with God. And when you have a relationship with God, then you know that you serve a God that you can trust. You know that you can call on him in the valley. Come on somebody. You know that you can call on him on the mountaintop. You know that you can call on him in the pit. You know that you can call on him in the lion's den. And you know that you can call on him in the fire because he is there. You must have a personal relationship with God. T.D. Jake says that most Christians don't have a real relationship with God, they have a relationship with Sunday, and that's why they can give up on it so easily. When God says to us to make the valley full of ditches to receive the water, you see, it's going to try your faith. And when you're in the valley and God says, hey, let's dig some ditches to prepare for the water, it's going to try your obedience, But I believe today, number two says that those that expect God's blessings will make room for them. If you're expecting God's blessing in your life, you're gonna make room for it. Romans 4, 17 says that we serve a God that calls those things that are not as though they were. Hey, come on, the devil says that you're not gonna make it, but you're gonna look the devil right in the face and say, yes, I will live and I will not die. See, you're not gonna walk around and say that you have a lost, unsaved child. You're gonna walk around and say that God is calling my child back in and they're on the way right now. See, you're not gonna walk around and be broke and be hung down and brung down, you're going to declare that you are blessed and that you are highly favored. See, whatever situation you're facing right now, stop saying that it's dead and stop saying that there's absolutely no way because we serve a God that brings life and it's not over till God says that it's over. When you are expecting God to birth something on the inside of you, then you're going to make room for it. The truth is that God wants to bless us so good. And we ask for the water and we get all sad and we get all hung down and brung down when we don't see the water. Oh, and we don't feel the water. But the truth is we haven't dug one single ditch to prepare to receive the water. In Hebrews 12:1, we read, and it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. In that verse, there are some actions. I see action that says throw off. I see action that also refers to set aside everything that hinders when you are running the race that is set out for you you have got to be willing to take those things that are trying to stand in your way and those things that are trying to hinder you and God says to us to set them aside to get them out of the way because see you're gonna be running this race and the enemy's gonna try to put a block right here he's gonna bring things your way to try to stop your blessing and stop your miracle but you've got to be willing to say oh uh-uh, devil get out of my way because I am going to receive the blessing and I'm going to receive the miracle, and I'm willing to do what it takes to receive it. What is standing in the way of your next miracle? What is standing in the way of your next miracle? If you expect a blessing, then prepare room for it. See, in this life, stuff is going to happen to you. Anybody had stuff happen to you? Stuff's going to happen to you. Stuff has happened to me. It's real stuff. And there's real feelings to deal with. But when you expect that God is going to show up on the scene and you expect that God is going to move, you're going to make room for it. You see, shame will try to destroy you. But throw it off because God gives freely and he gives richly to the unworthy. Thank you, Jesus. And he gives more than we could even think or imagine. Failure and man's approval will try to destroy you because you will spend your life trying to be good enough for your family. You'll spend your life trying to be good enough for your colleagues. You'll spend your life trying to be good enough for yourself. But when God has called you, I'm telling you to keep your eyes on Jesus and to walk faithful and obedient to what he has said for you to do and God will elevate you in due time. The fact that you messed up will try to destroy you in the valley. But I want to remind you this morning that anyone, anyone that seeks but a drop of God's grace will have it, and you will be more than a conqueror. See, I'm not saying that these places in our lives don't exist, but I am saying that you can make a choice not to let them stop you. When you make a choice to walk in who God says you are, then you're preparing the soil to receive the blessing. When you choose to walk in who God says you are, then you're preparing the soil to receive a breakthrough and a miracle that will blow your mind. See, sometimes there are places in our lives and they need water. We know that these places in our lives need water. We know that they're dry. We know that they're thirsty. Yet we look at them and we become discouraged. And we kind of just push it in the background. Why? Because we don't see the water. Come on, somebody. Because we don't see the water. And we don't feel the water. But listen, the kind of water that God brings ain't about what you see. And it's not about what you feel. It's about what God is going to burst forth out of your spirit on the inside of you. Because you're not going to see it. And you're not going to feel it. But hey, there it is. There's your breakthrough. There's your miracle. There's the water bursting forth in your spirit. See, God said in Second Kings chapter 3, You won't see the wind, nor shall you see the rain. Yet the valley, what did he say? It will be filled with water. The ditches were filled with water. Oh, yes, they were. There was no wind. There was no rain to be seen. But the ditches were filled with water from deep within. Somebody say, deep within. It wasn't about what anybody saw. It wasn't about what anybody felt. It wasn't about what anybody could understand. Because when our God says he's going to send the water into your valley and into what you're facing, I'm telling you, he's going to send it. And you're going to look, and there it's going to be filled. And it's not only going to fill you, but it's going to fill the entire land. Because when you get the victory, it's going to spread. Anybody in here got the victory? When you get the victory, it's going to spread to your coworkers because they're going to want some of the water. And it's gonna to spread to your children because they're gonna want some of the water. And it's gonna to spread to the lost and the hurt and the broken because you know what? They're gonna want some of the water. It's about the living water. It's about a living water that will spring up on the inside of you and it will give you strength. You didn't know when it was coming and you didn't know where it was gonna come from, but there was the water. Because child of God, can I tell you, each and every time. Our God is greater than anything you can touch. Our God is greater than anything you can say. Our God is greater than anything you can feel. He is greater than anything that is coming against you. And when he said, dig the ditch, I'm sending the water. I don't know about you, but I'm digging the ditch and I'm digging it deep because I want it to fill me to overflowing. There's a word this morning that I believe God wants to say to a generation that is coming behind many of us and to that generation I want to say to you to dig your ditches we don't serve a God who is a genie in a bottle and you know what we don't even serve a God who's going to just run to us the way we want him to just because we said so if we look in the word of God we know that God is looking for people who will love him And who will obey him and digging ditches means believing in a vision enough to act on it even when there's no certainty and there's no sign of success digging ditches means to be ready for the opportunities that are yet to come rather than waiting for a sign you're just gonna choose to trust God you don't dig ditches based on what you see you don't dig ditches based on what you feel You dig ditches based on the word of God and who God says he is. And how many of you know for all of us in this place today, it's time to start digging. It's time to start digging. You see, digging ditches is when for years, I would be sweeping the floor at the first church we pastored, a wonderful church. I I remember I'd be sweeping the floor, I'd be cleaning the toilets, and don't get me wrong, I still do that today, I'm not above that. But I would be sweeping the floor and cleaning the toilets and I would be asking God, would you give me more influence? Would you give me more, God? Would you trust me with more? Because you've got to be willing to dig the ditches if you want to receive the blessing. Sometimes you've got to be willing to help put the chairs and table up before you ask God to hand you the microphone. Digging the ditches is when you get up in the middle of the night to pray over your family, to see them in church and on fire for God, you might have to give up a few hours of your beauty sleep. Because maybe it don't look like it right now. You might not see the water and you might not feel the water, but will you believe the water is coming? Digging the ditches is when we bring our family to church instead of following our own agenda. It's when we create an understanding within us that says God and his house far outweighs any other activity what are you teaching your family are you teaching them excuses or priorities can I tell you that God's time is family time because you wouldn't even have your family if it wasn't for God come on somebody digging the ditches is when you get in the word and you actually mature past the point of being so offended that you can care more about bearing fruit in a lost and dying world because it's never about us. It's about what God wants to do through us to a lost and dying world. Digging the ditches is when you're willing to pay your tithes instead of robbing God, even when you don't have it. See, don't ask God for a blessing that you haven't dug a ditch for. Why are you going to ask God to bless your sin? Digging ditches is when you serve, and you give, and you love, even though no one sees it. No one applauds you for it, and oftentimes you never get that in return. Can I tell you, God is the one who will reward you for what you do for him, not man. Hallelujah. If you are in a season of being single, start to dig the ditches. It means that you just start to prepare for what is next. You pray for who is coming to you. You pray for what you need. And God has ordained your life with a plan and a purpose, and he will provide everything you need to execute that mission. If that means you have to lay your hand on the pillow beside you at night and say, oh, God, whoever's going to lay their head on this pillow in the times to come, would you bless them and have them be highly favored? And it's okay with me if they're a little bit handsome too. You know what I'm saying? Do you want your marriage to work? dig some ditches. Come to the marriage retreat and I'll tell you more about those ditches. Matthew 7, 25, and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat upon that house but it didn't fall because it was founded on the rock. Digging the ditches is when you can stand. Come on, y'all. It's when you can stand in the lowest valley but you can lift your hands And you can lift your voice to God because you know that that valley doesn't diminish God's power. And you know that valley doesn't diminish the word that God has spoken over you. It's in the valley where the devil will try to destroy you while you are weak. But can I tell you, let don't forget that it's in the valley where our God will send his water. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the water. In case you haven't noticed... The devil wants to try to take you out. Anybody notice that? Oh, yeah. The devil wants to try to take you out. And you know, the truth is, many times, the devil can understand the power that is within you greater than you can. There are too many times that the devil looks at us and says, Oh, she is full of potential if she understand who she was in christ and she understood her potential ain't no telling the people she would change for jesus you know honestly the devil shouldn't be seeing our potential more than we do because we know who god has said we are there may be times in your life that you have to contend with the devil for your future And there's going to be times in your life that you have to look him square in the face and remind him of what is yours, thus saith the Lord. And remind him that your miracle and your breakthrough and your victory is right at hand. It's not about your works. And it's not about what you're going to do. But it's about your obedience. Are you preparing to receive the water? I know maybe you're asking for the water I know maybe you want the water but are you preparing to receive the water I know for sure that we cannot fully comprehend how powerful and how in control our God is how many of you know we've got to trust God even when we don't see the wind and we don't see the rain we just got to trust that God you said it's on the way and so I know it's on the God, you say that if I'm faithful and I'm obedient and I dig the ditches in faith, you're gonna fill them up to overflowing with water. And that's all I know and that's all I have to stand on and God, I'm gonna choose to do that every day. Anybody with me? Last week, I shared a story about a girl from Ohio. And if you were here, bear with me just a minute. But I shared a story about a girl from Ohio and I told how six years ago, I still would mention this girl now and then. It's it's like it has never left my heart. But I went on a church trip with the fine arts team to Ohio. And I was sharing last week about how we need to be sensitive to what God is asking us to do. Whatever ditch He's asking you to dig, whatever He's asking you to do in faithful obedience, I'm telling you, be sensitive to it and do it. But I was at the hotel there in Ohio and I was moving from one side of the hotel to the other and there was a long hallway and there were windows on both sides. Pastor Steve and I were coming down that hallway and I just stopped and honestly, I looked at him and I just started crying and I started weeping. And I said, I don't know, I know this seems weird. I mean, I just seem, you know, but I know God's telling me to pray for that girl. And I looked out the window of the hotel and I immediately noticed a girl, her actions and the things she was doing immediately drew me to her. And I knew that was the girl and I, Pastor Steve and I joined hands and we began to pray and I was weeping and I prayed specifically. I said, God, would you please, would you please send a prophet to that girl? I don't know what's going on, but I know she's broken and I know that she needs you. And for six years, that's all that I knew. And sometimes that's all you're gonna know. Sometimes that's all you're gonna know is that God said, dig the ditch. God said, do it. And so you do it out of faithful obedience. But I'm telling you what, there'll come a time that God's gonna show up. God's gonna show up. I shared that last Sunday and at the end of the service, I was going down this walkway and Jason Laurent, who was in the service this morning, he stopped me. And he said, Pastor Lisa I was there and I was like where? I was in Ohio he said now Jason and his family Jason wave at everybody I I just want y'all to see we had church last Sunday we we had church he said I was there now Jason and his family have only been part of Faith Assembly for maybe two years I'm estimating on that Not not a terrible long time This was six years ago. And at that time, his family lived in Pennsylvania. I didn't know Jason. But Jason came to me and he said, Pastor Lisa, I was there. I was out on the lawn where that girl was that you spoke about. I said, you were? He said, yeah. And when you prayed, I was out there because all I know is God spoke to me and told me to go and witness to that girl. He said, Pastor Lisa, her name was Cynthia. She's 19 years old and her mother had passed away the day before and she was in pain and she needed Jesus. And Jason obeyed God and Jason went and witnessed to that girl. And, 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 listen. And I didn't even know Jason, but today, Jason is sitting right there at faith assembly where I am to tell me that God orchestrated all that and we're believing today and knowing that that girl is on fire for Jesus, amen amen hey I don't know what kind of valley you're in and I don't know how invisible you feel And I don't know how impossible you think your situation is, but I'm here to tell you that over and over and over and over and over, I have seen a God who can do things that we couldn't even begin to do. I have seen a God. Who will speak to one person in north carolina speak to another one from pennsylvania who's in ohio and then we'll have him sit in the same church to declare the goodness of god don't tell me that god don't see you don't tell me that god don't know your name i've seen it over and over and over i don't know what kind of ditches you need to dig this morning but i'm telling you if you'll get out your spiritual shovel And you'll begin to dig some ditches in the presence of God he's gonna fill it with water because here's the deal the Bible talks about a living water and you may never see ditches in this life in the physical filled with water from God but if you'll dig the ditches and you'll trust God I'm telling you in your situations in your valleys in your struggles in what you're asking God to do you're gonna see the ditches filled in the spirit John 4, we see Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jesus, asked, answered, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and we would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself and did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, you see, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Church, are you dry? Are you thirsty? Are you hungry for the living water? And do you want it bad enough not to just ask for it? Do you want it bad enough to be faithful? Do you want it bad enough to be obedient? Do you want it bad enough to dig some ditches even when the clay is so hard you can't hardly get your shovel in? Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to dig the ditches? You see, right now in this place, the living water is available to you. Yet many of us will walk right out of those doors and still try to do it in our own strength. I'm telling you, God gives us his word. And God gives us his promises, but he's not going to do the digging for you. If you believe it, you'll go after it. If you want to go after it in this place today, would you stand with me? If you want to go after it in this place today, would you stand with me? See, you've got to prepare for the miracle. And you've got to prepare for the blessing even when you don't see it. Tell your neighbor, even when you don't see it? Come on, tell him, even when you don't feel it? Hey, and even when you don't know what's going on? God said, church, that if we would be faithful and we would be obedient and we would dig the ditches that are necessary, he said, I'm going to pour in the water and it's going to burst forth right out of the earth. It's going to burst forth from deep within. And see, that's where yours is going to come from.